Welcome to another inspiring message recorded at Thrive Church, a church passionate about moving people towards Jesus. Hey church, it is now my privilege to encourage us in our giving today. A verse that has really encouraged me over the last few weeks has been 2 Corinthians 8, 1-3 in the Message Bible. It is Paul speaking to the Corinthian church about the unexpected generosity of the church in Macedonia. He says this, Now friends, I want to report on the surprising and generous ways in which God is working in the churches in Macedonia province. Fierce troubles came down on the people of those churches, pushing them to the very limits. The trial exposed their true colors. They were incredibly happy, though desperately poor. The pressure triggered something totally unexpected, an outpouring of pure and generous gifts. I love what Paul says here, that the people of Corinth were under huge amounts of pressure, yet this pressure triggered something totally unexpected. It made me think of a sponge. When you squeeze it, when it is under pressure, whatever is inside of it is what will come out of it. We too are under fierce troubles at the moment. And like Paul said, these trials will expose and will reveal what is inside of us. What is expected to come out of us during times like these is perhaps stinginess, hoarding or self-preservation. But what would be totally unexpected and what I hope would be true of us would be generosity, giving over and above just like the church in Macedonia. I would love for it to be said of Thrive Church that yes, we were in a difficult season. Yes, we were under pressures and trials, but what came out of us at this time was unexpected generosity. Generosity to the church, generosity to the poor, and generosity to our family and friends. So let's do the unexpected today, church, and let's give generously. There are so many ways that we can give electronically. The banking details for both our Edenvale and Boxburg campuses will come up on the screen, as well as our QR codes for SnapScan, which you can scan even right now on the screen as I speak. We also have the really easy way of giving online, which you can do on our Thrive app or on our website at thrivechurch.co.za. If you are watching on our online platform, you can click the giving tab on the right-hand corner above me, which will take you directly to our website. And if you're watching on Facebook, you can save and scan the QR code on the comments feed. Let's pray as we give. Thank you, Father God, that right now in this moment, we have the opportunity to do the unexpected, to be a people, to be a church that gives generously. Would you give us the faith to do this today? In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome Thrive Online. It is incredible to be together again. We are currently in a series entitled Freedom Anytime, Anywhere. This series asks the question, is it possible to live with freedom inside of us, even while we have less freedom outside? It is about how Jesus makes us free, no matter our current situation, no matter coronavirus, no matter our physical restrictions, there is an interior freedom, freedom inside of us that we have access to. We have access to this internal freedom, no matter our circumstances. Last week, we spoke about freedom from worry. Today, we learn about how we have freedom inside of us because of the faithfulness of God. So freedom in the faithfulness of God. Faithfulness is defined as the quality of being loyal, 
reliable, dependable, committed, and devoted. Faithfulness brings freedom. And unfortunately, the opposite is true too. Unfaithfulness, it costs us freedom. Many years ago now, Pastor Byron and I had another married couple who were our great friends at the time. Sadly, the husband and the couple had a deceitful and prolonged affair with another woman. When this affair came to light, it caused so much heartache for all the families involved. After the initial shock of finding out that her husband was having an affair, the wife decided to stay with her husband. However, due to her trust being broken and his unfaithfulness, she insisted on new parameters for their relationship until her trust in her husband could be regained. Our friend's affair was seriously costly, with devastating consequences. One of the consequences that his unfaithfulness cost him was his freedom. My friend made her husband check in with her whenever he arrived at work, insisting that he called from the work phone and again before he left from work using his landline. She placed a tracker on his car and had full access to his phone whenever she wanted it. His unfaithfulness cost him freedom. But if he had remained faithful to his wife, he would have enjoyed the freedom that came with the knowledge that someone is faithful. Church, the Bible tells us that our God is faithful. It's who he is. It's a quality of his nature and character. 1 Corinthians 1.9 says that God will do this for he is faithful to do what he says. And with the knowledge of God's faithfulness, we can experience true freedom anytime and anywhere. Because of God's faithfulness, we can have freedom inside of us, even while we have restricted freedom on the outside. There is a story in Act 16 of two men who experienced this incredible inside freedom, despite some really hectic circumstances. The backdrop to this story is that in the beginning of Acts, the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit and they felt compelled to go out from Jerusalem to share the good news of Jesus with anyone who would hear it. So they traveled throughout the province of Asia, sharing the good news of Christ and his salvation. By Acts 16, the Apostle Paul, who wrote two thirds of the New Testament, ends up in the town of Philippi. Paul has his friends, Silas, Timothy, and Luke with him on this trip, and they are preaching the good news of Jesus as they travel. While in Philippi, Paul and Silas also met a slave girl who, with the help of an evil spirit, could tell people's fortunes. The slave girl's owner made a lot of money from her fortune-telling gift. Acts tells us that the servant girl kept following Paul and his friends around, prophesying and irritating them. So Paul eventually, feeling very disturbed by her, commands the evil spirit to come out of her, which it does immediately. But this obviously upsets her owners because their slave girl has now lost the ability to tell people's futures and to make them money. So the owners drag Paul and Silas before the town's authorities. And the town's authority accuse Paul and Silas of disrupting the peace of the town. And then they proceed to have the two men stripped, severely beaten, thrown in jail, put into an inner cell, basically in, high, in a high security prison, and they place their feet in chains and allocate a guard to watch them closely. And this is where we pick up the story in Acts 16, 25 to 34. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. 
Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, Stop! Don't kill yourself! We are all here! The jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in his household. Even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. He brought them into his house and set a meal before them. And he and his entire household rejoiced because they believed in God. It really is the most incredible story. For us today, it's a story of how men who had no freedom on the outside had all the freedom on the inside. Here are three things that we must know about freedom on the inside. Firstly, freedom is not based on our current reality. Paul and Silas had been falsely accused, denied a fair trial, illegally beaten and unlawfully imprisoned. Their backs were severely bruised and bleeding and their ankles in chains. They would probably have been tired, hungry, in pain and concerned because they had been separated from their friends. I am almost sure that the last thing they felt like doing was praying and singing. Perhaps they wanted to complain and shout at God. Hey God, this wasn't part of the plan. Things were going so well. With telling the people in Philippi about you and now this, why did you allow this to happen? Seriously? I am almost sure that the last thing they felt like doing was worshipping. But Paul and Silas didn't allow what they were going through, their circumstances, their current reality to restrict their internal freedom. They had so much internal freedom that they could pray and praise in spite of the darkness of a jail cell. You see, the scripture tells us that at about midnight, in pitch darkness, they worshipped God by praying and singing. It is not a coincidence that the Bible mentions that it was just before midnight. In other words, at midnight, when things were at their quietest, when fear had gripped their minds, when God seemed the furthest away, when things seemed the most hopeless, and the night the coldest and darkest, and the pain the most severe. Despite their situation, they chose to pray. They chose to worship. They chose to live in freedom, even in the prison cell. Today, I am here to encourage us that despite the midnights and the prison cells that we are experiencing, despite the coronavirus pandemic, the financial difficulties of our economy, our social restrictions, that retrenchment, that pay cut, that divorce, that autoimmune disease, that cancer diagnosis, that marital unfaithfulness, that death of a loved one, that debilitating anxiety, or that overwhelming fear. The freedom Paul and Silas had was not 
in any way linked to their circumstances. Their freedom was located on the inside, not the outside. And so too with us. Despite our current realities, despite what the outside looks like during the darkest night of the soul, you and I can still pursue freedom. Our freedom is not linked to what's happening on the outside, but it's linked to who is inside, and that's Jesus. Which brings us to the second thing we need to know about freedom on the inside. Freedom is found in knowing who God is. When I read this story, I ask myself, how is it possible for Paul and Silas to worship God from a jail cell, in chains and in pain? Well, I believe it's because they knew their God. They loved their God. They knew that their God was faithful and that their God was good and that their God was in control. Their God was still God despite their current circumstances. Think of it like this. The temperature at the core of the sun is 15 million degrees Celsius. When we have a cold winter's day in South Africa and the temperature drops to around minus 7 degrees Celsius, does it mean that the sun is no longer 15 million degrees at the core? No, definitely not. It means that the earth has rotated and is further away from the sun. But the sun is still the sun. It has the exact same core temperature as before. It hasn't changed, but our season has. Paul and Silas knew that God was still God. God was still good and God had not changed in spite of the difficulties of their situation. God was still present with the exact same faithful loving character that they had come to know and love in the past. Paul and Silas were skillfully able to separate their current circumstances from the nature and the character of God that they knew intimately. This is how they were able to pray and worship and experience freedom within their minds and souls. Church, I know that our current reality is difficult. I know that our current circumstances have the ability to produce fear and anxiety within us. But difficult circumstances don't mean that God has changed. Just like the winter season doesn't change the core temperature of the sun, so too our current seasons in life don't mean that God has changed. Can I encourage you not to doubt your God because you are experiencing a tough time right now? Can I encourage you to separate your current reality from the character and the nature of God? Because our God is loving, kind, compassionate, present, gentle. He's slow to anger. He's merciful, just, forgiving, patient. He's faithful, good, and he is unchanging. God is the same yesterday, today, and he will be exactly the same tomorrow. Our circumstances might change from year to year, but our God never does. He remains faithful, loving, and caring. Paul and Silas knew their God for who he was, and it brought them freedom on the inside. The third thing we need to know about our internal freedom is that freedom is found in knowing what God can do. This story of Paul and Silas 
highlights what God was able to do, and it was incredible. As Paul and Silas were praying and worshiping, suddenly there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off, not just Paul and Silas's chains, but all of the prisoners. When the jailer woke up to find the prison doors open, he wanted to kill himself because that would have been his punishment for allowing the prisoners to escape. But Paul shouts out for him not to kill himself and that all the prisoners were still there. The jailer had the lights put on and then he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas and he asked them, what must I do to be saved? Paul and Silas replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. The jailer took them home and he cleaned their wounds and he gave them something to eat and they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in his household. They were immediately baptized. God used Paul and Silas's imprisonment for a greater purpose than for their own physical freedom. He used their imprisonment for the spiritual salvation and the freedom of the jailer and his family. Church, can I remind us today that God is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask, think, or even imagine in our situations. Our God is able to come through for us suddenly and in the most unexpected ways. There are so many examples of him doing just this throughout scripture. God saved Noah's family from the flood. God shut the mouth of lions when Daniel was placed in the den. God sent another to protect Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the fire. God sent plagues on the Egyptians. God parted the Red Sea when the Israelites thought that they would be killed by the Egyptians. God sent manna from heaven when the Israelites had no food. God sent quail for meat for the Israelites to eat. God provided water from the rock when they had no water. God placed his favor on Joseph and he went from a prison to the second in charge of a nation. God rescued Lot from the fire of Sodom and Gomorrah. God sent an army of angels and horses and chariots to rescue Elisha. We could go on and on. There is nothing that our God cannot do. His arm is not too short. Isaiah 61.3 adds that God can give us beauty for ashes, joy instead of mourning, and praise instead of heaviness. Freedom comes when we know what God can do. Well, what can he do? He can hold us. He can keep us. He can be present with us, supply our needs, rescue us, work out all things for his good. When we know what he can do, it brings freedom on the inside. Freedom in our minds and freedom in our hearts and freedom in our souls. Sometimes suddenly freedom in our actual circumstances as well. Just this week, I heard the most incredible story from a young lady in our congregation. This lady owns her own small business, but due to the lockdown, and her not being an essential service, she had to shut down her business. She prayed earnestly to God and wrote in her prayer journal, asking God to open doors for money to come into her business in abundance and for God to bless her. She asked that God would do a miracle beyond what she could expect or even imagine. The very next day, SARS had deposited a large rebate into her business's account just in time for her to pay her staff for month end. It was incredible to hear how God came through suddenly and in a completely unexpected way. 
Today, church, let's remember that we can find internal freedom in this pandemic. Freedom in 2020. Freedom in our restrictions. Freedom from fears. Freedom from our anxieties. Right here, right now. Because freedom is not based on our current reality. Freedom is found in knowing who God is. And freedom is found in knowing what God can do. As a way of application to everything we have heard today, I want to encourage you to spend time reading your Bible. If you don't have one, go online to find an online Bible. And when you read your Bible, you will discover who God is and what He is able to do. And when you do that, you will find freedom in the faithfulness of God. I would love to pray with and for you all today. God, I thank you that through the service you have been reminding us that our freedom is not found in our circumstances, but rather that our freedom is found in knowing you, God, and knowing what you are able to do. Thank you that today we have been reminded of your character, your nature, and of your faithfulness towards us. You are good, loving, kind, and faithful. Would this knowledge settle deep within our hearts and minds and give us the internal freedom we so desperately need? In Jesus' name, amen. As we continue in this time of prayer, there are a second category of people that are watching today and it will be my great privilege and honor to pray with and for you. You've been watching the service and throughout the message, You have realized that you don't know this God that I've been talking about and you feel overwhelmed by your circumstances and perhaps you feel as though your life has no purpose to it. What you need to know is that all along God has wanted a friendship with us and it was His original plan and design but that our sin separated us from God's original design. And so God sent Jesus, His one and only Son, to die on a cross for us in order for Jesus to pay the price for the wrongs and the sins that we have done, in order to restore our friendship with God. And Jesus suffered an excruciating death on a cross in order for us to have a friendship with God. And once we have accepted Him as the Lord of our lives, then Christ gives us a new life filled with purpose. Today, If you would like to invite Christ into your life, then in just a moment, right where you are on the other side of the screen, just place your hand on your heart or kneel at your computer as a way of response to inviting Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Today, I want to encourage you to make Christ the Lord of your life and confess your sins to Him and to allow Him to be the Lord of your life. 1 John 1.19 tells us that if we confess our sins, that He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is faithful and He is just. Allow Him to lead and direct your daily life. You have the opportunity to follow Christ right now and acknowledge Him as the Son of God. If you're watching on Church Online, you can click Follow Jesus in the chats column and I will include you in this prayer. I would love the opportunity to pray with and for you and to lead you in the most powerful prayer that you will ever pray. Let's pray together. Feel free to repeat this after me out loud or in your hearts. Dear Lord Jesus, 
For too long I've kept you out of my life. I know that all along you've wanted a friendship with me, but that my sin has separated me from you. By faith today I receive your gift of salvation. I am ready to trust and follow you as the Lord of my life. I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins. Please come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you prayed that prayer inviting Christ to be the Lord of your life for the first time, then I want to encourage you to click below on the Church Online platform or to get in touch with Thrive Church via the WhatsApp number which will come up on the screen. There is a team of incredible people wanting to pray with you and to give you some next steps on this faith journey. We want to say a massive congratulations to each one of you who responded today. This is the best and the most life-changing decision that you could ever have made. Thrive Church, as we go into the rest of the week, let's be encouraged that we can find freedom in the faithfulness of our God. Have a great week. We hope you have been blessed and helped by this message. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.thrivechurch.co.za.